0: New Christian Life Church located at 3945 Old Boynton Road, Boynton Beach, Florida. 33436. Area code 561 736 7828. Where the pastors are Richard and Emma Butler.
1: hallelujah hallelujah lord we give thanks on this day father god we've been here 332 days of 2019 and you have been so good to us
0: with dangers seen and unseen oh god from my mother's womb to now every day, (laughs) not just on today, but every day.
1: your worship we're not on a time
0: limit release your worship
1: If you can, you can take your seats. And I'm not going to apologize. God has been so good to us. I'm not going to apologize. If you just think from your
0: mother's womb to now, how good God has been to us. How can you just sit there and not open your mouth? We wouldn't be sitting in our graves if it wasn't for Jesus and his plan and purpose for our lives. (laughs) But for this, we say thank you.
1: (sighs) Okay. So today's sermon only by the power of Jesus I'm gonna get through this y'all. The title of this sermon is in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. So our base scripture will be coming from 1st Thessalonians 5. <clears> 1 <throat> Thessalonians 5 and we're gonna read Verses 16 and 18. (laughs) And it reads, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So today we're just going to break down. This scripture, verse 16, Paul commands us to rejoice evermore. And this means just to be full of joy. And I looked up the word, what the definition of joy, and joy is just to have a state of happiness or a period or source of delight. Amen. Amen. Paul, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit, say, rejoice evermore. And, and and to rejoice evermore, you have to know who God is. Amen? Amen. Joy only comes when we don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Joy only comes when we know that Father God will supply all our needs. Amen? Amen. As Christians, we are supposed to have joy. Amen? Amen. Paul is not saying that we won't have days of sadness. He's, he's, he, he's not saying that. He's saying, yeah, there will be days when you have sadness, but don't reside there. Amen? Don't live there. Don't even bring your bags. Amen? Because he commands us to rejoice. Because in the end, we Christians, we win. No matter what it looks like, No matter what the doctor say, no matter what the teacher has said, no matter what your boss say, we Christians, we win because he fights our battles. Amen. So we have every reason to rejoice. Even in adversity. You know, and and oftentimes, you know, we get in our feelings and we complain. We say, God, why us? Why is this happening to me? Why is this? Why is that? Even in adversity, we should rejoice. Amen? James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen? So choose today to count it all joy because it's working some things out for your faith amen so while the world is miserable we are supposed to have the character of rejoicing we are we are not supposed to have bad spirits we're not supposed to have sad spirits because if we're sad and miserable how can we pull other people into the kingdom We can't pull nobody in the kingdom with a sad and a broken spirit. That's why Paul instructed us to rejoice evermore because when you have joy, you have a light inside of you. And that light, is like a magnet. People, God will draw people unto you so you can tell them about this joy on the inside of you, amen? They're going to be curious, like, why is this person so happy? Why is this person always cheerful? They are going to be curious, amen? And if we are supposed to be Christians, we're supposed to have that light. We are not supposed to be dull. We're not supposed to be miserable. We're not supposed to be complaining. We're always supposed to rejoice, amen? And another thing about joy, it's not based on our feelings. As Christians, our joy is in Christ. It's it's the Christ in us that makes us have joy. It's not in material things. It's not in our promotions. It's not in our jobs. It's not in our spouses. It's not in our kids. Our joy is because of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us, amen? Verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. This means never stop praying because prayer changes things. And this is not saying in everything, just just pray all the time like you're just too holy to talk to anybody else. You, You always in your prayer closet. No, Paul is not saying that. He's just saying have a constant communication with Father God all day. And when I was studying this, The Holy Spirit put in in my spirit that we can talk and text our family and friends all day. But when it comes to the relationship and the time spent with God, we want to give him a time limit. We only want to give him 10 minutes on our way to our jobs or 10 minutes at night. But we can spend two hours and three hours on Facebook. We can spend two to three hours watching our favorite TV show. But when it comes to the thing in the relationship of God, we give God a time limit. And we wonder why our situation haven't changed because we're not praying enough. Pray without ceasing. Amen? Prayer is not a monologue. Mono means one. One person is doing all the talking. If you ever went to a poetry event, a monologue is, a, is like a poem or somebody expressing how they feel. It's only one person talking. Prayer is a dialogue. Die, the root word of die is two. It's a dialogue between you and the father. Amen? Amen. Always stay open because at the end of the day, we can cry. We can, we can tell God all what we desire in our heart, but if he doesn't give you feedback, it's pointless. The most important thing with our relationship with God is him giving us his feedback. That's the most important thing. So Paul instructs us to pray without ceasing. Amen. Verse 18 says, and everything give thanks for it's the will of God. Amen. In Christ Jesus concerning you. by in everything give thanks Paul didn't instruct for everything give thanks he said in everything to give thanks so as an example you're not gonna give thanks for the bad doctor's report oh the doctor said that I have stage four cancer so yay I give thanks for having stage four cancer no in the midst of the doctor's report you already say God I'm already healed In the midst of the report, I already know what the word of God says for my life. Healing is my portion. By his stripes, I'm already healed. In the midst of everything, give thanks. God, I thank you because I know in the midst of my sickness or whatever the doctor is saying, that it's not true. So I give thanks that this is going to turn around and even the doctor's mind is about to be blown. In your storm, you give thanks thanks. Not for the bad report, but whatever the situation is inside of this storm, you give thanks. Does that make sense? Okay. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes, you know, as Christians, we're not going to always be on a high. We're going to have many lows. Amen? And God is the author of our beginning. He is the finisher of our end. Amen. Will it always feel good? Sometimes we're not going to understand God. God, why am, why haven't you blessed me like you promised you blessed me? Is it always going to feel good? No. Is it going to hurt you? Sometimes you can't even talk. Yes. But God is trying our faith. In everything, Paul instructs us to give thanks. So I want to challenge you and I want you to think this morning when things don't go your way, do you complain? Do you worry? Do you murmur? Because that's not the will of God concerning you. Paul instructs in everything, give thanks for this is the will. The will of God is to give thanks in everything. So in other words, The one and true living God, he wants us to give everything to him. No matter what it looks like, I'm I'm, I'm telling y'all, in the natural, man, things can mess up your mind that you want to go to one of these clinics and say, I'm crazy. We as Christians have to know that this thing is supernatural. We can't go by what we see because what we see will make us go crazy. We have to all, and that's why it's so important to have a constant communication with God, spending the time coming to church, coming to prayer meets, coming to every, everything the church has. Because we have to be fed off of this word, y'all. Because once, if once we don't have word in us, we start to believe like the world. We're, we are empty. And sometimes we get in a hole so deep. We're like, God, what's going on? And you don't even want to read your word. But that's the problem. All the answers is in the word. But you just want to have a pity party for yourself. And that's going to stop today, amen. Amen. If you will turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and we're going to read verses 11 through 19. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Luke 17 verses 11 and 19, it says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. As, and as they went, they were cleansed. they were clean of leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done, and this man was a Samaritan. Verse 17 Jesus said, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give God glory? Has. Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So the whole moral of this story is when God does something for you, don't forget to say thanks. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we are in a season where praying, we're fasting, we're on fire for God. And God finally answers us and give us this blessing we've been asking for. And then after the blessing, we go ghost on God. We are a no-show. And Jesus asked the, the one out of the ten um, men with the lepers. He said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? And you know what? I started to laugh when I was reading this because Jesus shouldn't be asking where you are when he gives you something. You should always be present. After the blesser, after he gives you the blessing, you should be thanking the blesser. Don't go ghost. Because sometimes we can get something and we forget God. And when God takes it away, we come running back to the church. We come running back to the things that we've done before we got the gift. But we're not going to be double-minded anymore. When God gives us something... We're going to give God the glory because every perfect and good gift comes from above. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, And the thing I realized in this story was also that the faith of the humble one, one of them came back and thanked God for what he had healed him from this sickness. And what revealed to me, yeah, the other ones was healed, but the other one was more hungry than the other nine. He went back to Jesus because he he had a hunger to know who Jesus really was. So he actually got more than the other nine got because he went back. And he stayed there. Amen. Amen. And And when he went back, he got hold all over again. And by his faith, God, Jesus told him, by your faith, you can stand up and go and you are healed. So we can't take credit for anything we have. Everything that we have is because Jesus blessed us with it. Amen? So don't get cocky. Stay humbled. Amen? Because nothing we own, no degree that we have is because of ourselves. It's because the knowledge and wisdom and everything God gave us to perform well. Amen? So don't forget that. When somebody tell you, oh, you know, Jessica, what a great message. All glory goes to God. Because, honestly, I wanted to be in bed right now. <laughs> amen? I want to stay home. I ain't going to be, you know what I mean? But I'm blessed to be here. I'm I'm blessed that God has called me out among others. Amen? To be here and tell you how, what God has done in my life. Amen? So I can't take credit for anything. It's the power of God that rests upon me that allows me to even speak to y'all right now. This is none of Jessica speaking. This is God through me because I'm a naturally shy person. Like, you know, I don't like to speak. Hey, bye. Hey, how you doing? Love you. This is the power of God in me. Amen. So I can't take credit for none of this. This is God giving me, and he's, he's He's God in my tongue. He's God in everything that I'm doing right now. This is none of Jessica. I decrease so he can increase in me, amen? So, church, let me tell you, God has been so good. You know, I, I, I found out it was 332 days that we made it in 2019, and I'm like, wow, God, like this is it's the end of the year already, amen? And I was like, you know, The United States only spend one day out the whole year to say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for us as Christians should be every day. Just not one national holiday. We should always have the attitude of gratitude uh, gratitude to give thanks to God, no matter what situation that we may face. Amen? So why not give God all of the praise? As I said, from my mother's womb to now, from dangers seen and unseen, how can we stay silent? How can we not be full of joy? God has done so much. If you could see, if we, if, we, if we was in heaven and we could see everything that God has blocked us from happening in 2019 alone, from birth until now, you wouldn't even believe it. Amen. We got every right to give him all our praises, even in our finances, even in our marriages, even in our children being hardheaded, even in our singleness, even every little thing that you're concerned about. Give thanks. One last scripture. You can turn here, but I'm going to paraphrase Acts chapter 16 when they're talking about Paul and Silas. And as I, I read this story so many times, but God revealed something new to me. Many times we just hear at midnight, Paul and Silas, but we have to go back before that. Paul and Silas did not commit any crime to be in jail. They did not commit any crime. The history, I think it's at 16, 16, it starts and Paul and Silas was just spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And one day this this girl, she had a a spirit in her, and she was just mocking Paul and Silas, and she was like a fortune teller, and she was harassing Paul and Silas every day. And Paul got to his place in his head. He said, you know what? Demon, come out of her. Spirit, come out of her. And this lady, this girl, was making money and giving it to her master's. And when the spirit was removed from the girl, the money stopped stopped coming in. Amen? So the masters got mad at Paul and Silas. And so they presented them to the city and they stripped Paul and Silas off their clothes and they beat them with rods. Paul and Silas got beat up pretty badly. Then the authorities put Paul and Silas in jail. Now, Paul and Silas, they said they were so afraid of Paul and Silas that the the jailer at the time um, put them in an area where they could not escape. So they clamped Paul and Silas' feet. Paul and Silas couldn't have any movement at all. So then at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sung praises to God. And the other inmates, the other people in the jail, they listened to Paul and Silas praying and singing hymns and songs. So I'm thinking, I say, Paul and Silas, they had to have some harmony. Because imagine if Paul and Silas couldn't sing. Them other jailers would have been like, y'all need to hush. Because this is midnight, and we trying to go to sleep. So I had, I would say, and you know, (laughs) I'm like, these brothers, they could blow. Amen? Because I can imagine being in jail with somebody that cannot sing, and they singing all day. That's headache city for me. Amen? But Paul and Silas prayed at midnight. They had to do something different. Paul and Silas had every opportunity to complain. They had every opportunity to tell everybody in jail, like, bro, you know we innocent, right? We shouldn't be in here right now. I'm finna make some noise and tell these um, guards that we got to get out of here. I didn't see that nowhere in scripture. Paul and Silas prayed at midnight. And it was so good when they sung and prayed that the sweet aroma went from Paul and Silas' mouth straight to heaven. And how about God caused a massive earthquake to shake that whole prison up. Yeah. Amen. He changed some things because of the sweet aroma with their thanks on their lips. So I'm asking you today, what is your prison? What? And sometimes we are in this place where we're chained and bound. And the thing to the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, Paul and Silas was not in a position, quote, unquote, as they could not bend their knees to pray. They could not walk and pray. Their feet and ankles were clamped. They could not move. The only thing they had was their mouths. And with their praises and prayers and singing, it changed. They were atmosphere shifters. They changed the atmosphere and caused the whole prison to shake. They turned their prison cell into a praise center. Oh, God. And I think many times we are stuck, we're chained, and we're bound. We, we cause our own selves to be in a prison because we're complaining, we're worrying, we're, we, we're, 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 we're not singing and giving thanks to Father God. We're trying to do things in the natural. But it's not until Paul and Silas sung and prayed until the doors were open. And everybody in the, in the jail, their chains was released because of the power of God. And even the jailer who clamped their feet and ankles, he had to go back and say, what must I do to get saved? Even he said, me and my household, we got to know who this God that y'all, this massive earthquake came from. He wants to know who this living God was. Even in the midst of Paul and Silas' adversity, God came through. Amen? So in everything, Paul and Silas gave thanks. Amen? So think about your life. What am I complaining about which, in which I should be thanking God that I'm in? Because in the midst of your storm, God is there, but He is waiting for your thankfulness. He's, he's, he's ready for your praise and your worship and your heart. But if we have our lips sealed, if we, we, if we cannot bend down, but we can't, if we, sometimes we get in, a, in, in these seasons where we can't even move at all. But what are you speaking that's coming out your mouth? Is it negative or is it speaking a curse over your own life? You have the power to change things, church, Amen. Your breakthrough is coming, but you first have to do something. So to come to an end in everything that you face in this life, remember to give thanks. Because it's with our words that the atmosphere and God can do what he needs to do as our father and as our, as our king. Amen. I hope you all got something from my mini sermon this morning. All glory goes to God. Amen. Amen. If you will stand. If you don't know who Jesus is, this call is for you. In order to give thanks, you have to first know who God is and his son, Jesus Christ, who he is, amen, and in in life, we're not going to understand everything, We, we, we are all on a race, and it's not who can beat who, it's not what I have, it's not what God gave me, it's all because of Jesus Christ, amen, so if this call be for anyone that don't know jesus as their lord and personal savior if you can come you can come